Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Daily Tech News Show is powered by you. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, May 30th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, where I just stifled a sneeze, I'm Sarah Lane. And the beautiful Hack 5 offices in downtown Oakland, California, I am here with the pig report, Patrick Norton. Sorry. <laughs> Patrick's wearing a gimme cap, so he has to <laughs> pretend he works for the Illinois Farm Bureau for the remainder of the show. No, no, uh, this is a pal's book cap. There was no gimmying about this. You I had to buy that. <laughs> You're like, oh, I was hoping gimme. you were going to say that you adopted a little pig. <laughs> To go with our, we have chickens and a husky and children, and I think if we had a pig, it would not be a leashable pig, but a gonna be bacon pig, which <laughs> would be hard to explain to the children. Where did the pig go? To the farm You're... upstate. Yeah, <laughs> look at your plate, kids. Uh, hey, our producer Roger Chang is here. He has produced the show in large part, uh, but his internet went out, so you can't see or hear him. But hopefully, I don't know, maybe his internet will come back while we're doing the show and he'll pop back in. Uh, but let's start with a few tech things you should know. Panasonic said Wednesday it plans to develop automotive batteries that don't use cobalt, which is a mineral and very expensive because of its scarcity, mostly found in the Democratic Republic of Congo. In a meeting with analysts, Panasonic's Kanji Tamura said that the company has cut down on cobalt usage substantially and that zero usage is in the near future. Panasonic supplies batteries to Tesla. Mary Meeker released her 294 slide long internet trends of 2018. It's always a good read. Among the highlights are smartphones and internet adoption are slowing. Time spent on the internet is still growing. Mobile payments, e-commerce, and voice-controlled things like the Echo all on the rise. Tech companies are dominating. Tech disruption is accelerating. And China is catching up to the U.S. as an internet hub. We'll take some time to read through those slides and talk about Meeker's report in a little more detail on tomorrow's show. Qualcomm announced a dedicated chipset for standalone VR and AR headsets. The Snapdragon XR1 can stream 4K, 30 frames per second content, though it won't support free moving six degrees of freedom. Oh. HTC Vive Vuzix 
which I've never heard of before. Meta and Pico all appeared on stage at the announcement. The XR1 is meant for low-cost, low-power headsets. And HP announced an update to the HP Omen 15 laptop with reduced bezels, 8th-gen Intel quad and hex-core processors up to 32 gigabytes of RAM, support for NVIDIA's GTX 1070 with Max-Q. can also support 4K gaming at 60 hertz, and HP announced a bunch of accessories, a $179 optical mechanical sequencer keyboard, a $79 gaming reactor mouse, and something called the MindFrame headset. They didn't give a price for that. It's a gaming headset with internal cooling technology. What? The Omen 15 <laughs> arrives July 29th, starting at $979. I don't know if like it keeps the device or your head cooling? cool. Yeah, it's a good question. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the darling of video streamers, Plex. Plex is my media server of choice, so I was very excited about this. Plex released a redesign of its Android and iOS apps, adding beta support for podcasts and more options to personalize your experience. You can now remove default categories from the home screen. You know, if you don't want documentaries, you can get rid of that. And add new categories like on deck or continue watching, which can pick up from where you left off on other devices. There are now tabs on the bottom for movies, shows, podcasts, and more. The podcast part of this, if you read Plex's announcement, that was sort of the big push. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I haven't tried it yet, so I'm excited. I use Plex primarily on the Apple TV. I sometimes will pick up a show between that and iOS if I go to the gym and I want to finish a show or something like that. So that functionality, at least in part, was already available. But the iOS experience has always been more of like a it's a companion app. It's not really its own. So having the personalization is great. Yeah, the continue watching was a function, but now you can have the category on your home screen. So instead of having to find it, it'll say, oh, you were watching this. Here it is. Like you don't have to dig around for it. It's mostly an interface change. Uh, and and if, if you think there, I bet there's a few of you out there who still think Plex, that's for people who want to manage their copyright free videos and i don't legally have a lot of those so i don't use plex you're missing the boat uh yes it can be used to to manage your video files but it does way more than that it's got dvr capability it can integrate with things like netflix and hulu etc uh now that they're adding a whole podcast directory right inside you used to be able to manage podcasts through plex but now it's native to the app so that's music gonna make as it well better. yeah too, yeah music is music in there it. it's um, just a really nice interface it's um you know it's a. Uh, it's a it's a media interface like like lots of others, but it is the most fully functional, particularly because I'm so married to my Apple TV for a lot of my content. But it's the nicest one I've ever seen. And the interface is nice, too. Patrick, have you used Plex at all over the years? I haven't been using it too much in the last couple of years because um, I am in between uh, it, mostly because I've traditionally almost entirely used it to manage my legally obtained content. Of course, uh, we're all adults. We're all adults here. Uh, we can talk about legally obtained content. Um, but I'm actually in the process of building a new server in my house and playing around with Plex because it's doing a lot of integration that I actually like with with apps, which is exciting. Because I've been playing around with the Cavo, which is a big sort of, you know, artificial intelligence and machine vision trying to unify your media experience at the content level. And it's uh, it's early. And... <laughs> 
Well, and, I, and Plex Sounds is like great. a Patrick project. Plex is great for server management, uh, but a lot of people don't realize it. You don't have to run use it for that. You right. can, and it's really good at that. But you can use it without running your own server. Now they have a, a great cloud service as well. So you know, one of the things I'm sorry before we move on, just because I'm I'm so excited about this is uh, in the announcement. Also, if you have multiple servers with content that you're you know you kind of have to switch back and forth it can now merge those servers previously you could search for something specific via all servers but you can actually see everything together so also a good plus yeah squished in the chat room says how do we start getting into setting up plex download it sign up for an account that's pretty easy what's your top what's your top plex tip sarah (laughs) that was it Okay, got it. All right, uh, we're going to break from our norm of telling you what the news of the day might mean to telling you a few facts that even physicists have a hard time explaining to each other. But trust me, this is going to be worth it. Scientists at Aalto University in Finland published research indicating time crystals, a real name for a real thing, may make it possible to build a quantum computer that doesn't require near-perfect zero temperatures. A uh, crystal is a structure where the atoms prefer a point at space, salt, snowflakes, etc. A time crystal sees the atoms prefer not only a point in space, but a point in time as well. And here's where I go to just stating things that are true and not claiming to understand them. Daniel Oberhaus at Motherboard used an analogy where two people holding a jump rope rotate their arms, say, four times, but the rope only rotates once. So Susie only has to jump once, even though they rotated their arms four times. Uh, Or how about this one? A coin that has a 50-50 chance of being heads every so often in a predictable period has a 75-25 chance of being heads. Anyway, none of that's going to make sense to any of us, but how does this relate to quantum computing? Qubits are the basis of quantum computing. They can be one, zero, or both in superposition. One problem with qubits is the act of reading them changes them. So reading them becomes problematic if they vanish when you try to read them. The research here indicates that generating time crystals in qubits might solve this by making the qubits want to be coherent. In other words, become a predictable time crystal. None of us fully understand this. Not even the physicists can wrap their brains around it. But the math is right. And time crystals were proven to exist in January 2017 and confirmed in two independent studies the following May. This is one of those great science things where they're like, we can prove it exists and we have the math to to show, quote unquote, why. But explaining it is almost impossible. Well, okay, so... (laughs) Right, I don't get it. Uh, So, a jump rope... not alone. (laughs) It only revolves once. Why are the hands revolving, like... Because time crystal, Sarah. (laughs) Quantum physics. Hey. Magnets! uh, If you... I know a lot of you want to try to take a crack at understanding this. Please only take me up on this if you really understand it but if anybody really understands it or at least is as close closer than we are uh please let us know feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com time crystals love it all right back to vr oculus launched the venues platform for oculus go and the samsung gear vr venues provides access to live streaming vr broadcasts of things like concerts and sports the first event will be a live vance joy concert they have a great song oh what's the name of that song I'll have to remember it later. Anyway, good band. At Colorado's Red Rocks Amphitheater, followed by a Gotham comedy live show streamed from New York City. A full slate of events was announced through August 27th. I mean, I get on paper why this will be attractive, right? Like, ooh, it'll be like I'm there. I've got an Oculus Go. 
I will try one of these and tell you. Well, as a person who doesn't really like going to music concerts because people uh, and also <laughs> tall people and just kind of all that stuff, Contact I high. like this idea. I, you know, I would, I would try it out. I, I like to feel like I'm part of something that's really cool. You know, Coachella, for example, I'm not going, but I would like to watch Beyonce's performance in oh, VR. Oh, totally. Sure. I love watching it on YouTube. It might be even better in VR. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Environmentalists fear Thailand is the new dumping ground for e-waste after China banned overseas trash last year, saying it would stop accepting 24 types of imported e-waste. Reuters has a special report on this. China state media estimates in 2016 the country accepted 70% of the world's 500 metric tons of e-waste, and now they're not. The 1997 Basel Convention limits movement of hazardous waste, but it doesn't prohibit exports from developed to less developed countries entirely. Thai Prime Minister Prayuth Chan-ocha vowed this week to step up nationwide inspections as part of a plan to combat illegal electronic waste dumping. The the upshot here is electronic waste is piling up in ports because China won't take it anymore. People are trying to figure out a place to put it, and they're smuggling it in some cases into other countries. Thailand particularly is seeing a big uptick in this. And it's oh. not it's it's coming from the region. A lot of the stuff in Thailand they say comes from Japan, it comes from Korea, it comes from Taiwan, it comes from China in some cases. That's still a spectacular amount of e-waste and I, I uh, Kyle Ween's over at I fix it. Uh, this is a huge passion of him. Partially as part of, you know, okay, I fix it, we repair things, but also keeping things out of landfills and he's actually chased down a lot of e-waste, like literally figuring out the containers and where the containers end up. Uh, and where this stuff, I mean, it's intense to see people on the streets basically melting motherboards to separate metal out of them and, you know, sucking well, in all of the toxic fuse that comes out there or the stuff being buried. It's it's the, the danger of it is one of the reasons China banned it. But that causes another problem, which is, well, then what do we do with it? Um, you know, well, you're, you're just, you're like just the, pushing you the problem know, into a different port. The Basel Convention needs a little you know, update, right? I mean, if a developed yeah. country can be like, well, I'm just going to take it to that country because we don't want to deal with it because this is bad for you. I mean, that's not a solution at all. Thailand is also, I mean, if you're going to compare China and Thailand, Thailand is super small compared to China. That is not great anywhere, but that's not the solution. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the solution is people to stop trying to send it to China, which. <laughs> well, the, the, that was the first part. China saying right. we're not going to take most of it anymore. But then wh- where does it go? Like you have to have right. a worldwide solution. You can't just have each country saying, well, I'm not going to do it. And other yeah. countries like, well, now it's coming to me. Well, I'm not going to do it either. Somebody's got to do it. And, it. and it has to be done safely and and hopefully efficiently so that you can recycle as much as possible uh, as you're doing it. So. It it will it will be benefit for everyone if we figure this out instead of just trying to push it around the the globe. The tragedy of the common east. <laughs> the like tragedy the, of the common east. Yeah, it's like the poop train down in Alabama where they have a, a big train full of feces that, that nobody wants to claim, and it's just stinking up a town in Alabama. Really? Yeah. Yes. And then it's it's I believe it's New York City poop. What? Get a rope. Oh my goodness, this show is full of surprises today. Here's another solution that might interest the people of California. The state is testing new digital license plates with customizable displays that could eliminate registration stickers. You could uh, register electronically and also act as a theft deterrent. The Sacramento Bee reports that the state capitol will test the plates first. So while driving... Display is kind of like a Kindle. Shows your license plate number. When your car is parked, you could have a customized
personalized message show. There are probably some limitations on that. And then the license plate, uh, the license number would still be visible in the upper right hand corner. If the car is stolen, the plate could be wirelessly updated to say stolen or something mm. of the like, make finding it easier. Although that uh, opens up some questions about tracking people in general. Uh, you could also remove the license plate, I suppose. Price also not cheap. $699 for the plate, not including installation, and then a $7 monthly fee. I mean, it's it's not a fool. It's, it's another deterrent to theft. It's not yeah. the solution to theft, right? Because as soon as they can, they're going to put paper plates on that thing, uh, just like yeah, they would with, it, with a real license plate. But it's, uh, if it's flashing stolen as they're driving away because you figured it out right away, I don't know. Maybe that would help cut down a few percentage points. I, those are, I, I like the idea of not having to put those stupid stickers on every month, but I don't think it's worth $699 for that. That's, I mean, I actually, I was with you on all of these things, uh, and I actually got to meet the founder uh, and interview the founder. Um, and it was interesting to talk to him about that because, you know, what's the I was like, what's the business model here, right? It's e-ink. It's cool. It's display. It can change. It can flash advertising for your business when you're parked. Um, but it's really for places that have to manage fleets. And if you have a hundred vans, this will automatically, you know, or a hundred rental cars, this will give you the ability to not only track your, your, your equipment, but also dealing with stuff like automating the registration and not having to put registration stickers on there and making registration stickers unstealable. It's, it's bolted on in a way that makes it pretty, it's going to be a wicked ripping pain to get off. Um, Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 
But, uh, you know, it's really a, a, a commercial product for businesses with fleets more than So if you've got 100 cars and you don't want to send Bob out or, or, or Gene out to, to put stickers on all of right. them, uh, you can press a button and they all update. That, that's, that's pretty handy. That starts yeah. to be worth a $7 monthly fee. At the yeah. Moment. I mean, there's a back-end interface. You can have, you know, all of your vehicles and all of your license plates and all the information. And let's say if you have 150 vans for your, you know, air conditioning service, anytime they're parked, they can be like, if you need better air, get 10% off by call it, you know what I mean? Like whatever your, your spiel is, but it's, it, it was something I, I was like, you know, this is a really expensive grayscale novelty plate. And he was like, it's, it's not what it's for. Yeah. It's, it's for fleets. Yeah. And that's why that makes sense. Cause the city of the, the capital, the, the city of Sacramento is the, the first test case for this. The, the government itself is like, let's, let's see if this works for us. And then, then maybe we'll approve it for other people then. That 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 all makes sense. I'm glad you actually got a chance to talk to them. It's very well made. My to first get- reaction was like, oh, you you know, people would like put expletives on, you know, while they're parked at Whole Foods and upset the rest of us. But I'm like, bumper stickers already do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's just harder to change. That's all. <laughs> hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to Daily Tech Headlines at DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, Patrick, uh, you have been testing earbuds. And let me tell you, earbuds are that thing that frustrates people because they're small, they're easy to break, and you want them to sound really good, but they're never going to sound as good as, I don't know, real audio or, or even speakers or, or, or full-on headphones. Uh, what, what have you found? What are some of the best earbuds? Well, I would argue that, that some of the best earbuds or some of the best in-ear monitors can sound as good or better than any you know full-scale headphone, but... Um, and I will not get into the whole metaphysical concept of like, how do we know what it sounded like? Because most of what we listen to is actually constructed in a studio and engineered and manipulated. And half the people on a particular track may have not actually been in the same room or the same building when they recorded it. It gets kind of weird to, to contemplate yeah. metaphysical. Very, it's all very artificial. But one of the things, I've, one of the things I've, I've, I've noticed recently, because I've, I've listened to a lot of earbuds and headphones, is price is, is absolutely not a guarantee of quality. Um, there are a lot of tremendously overpriced. There's a lot of audio gear that's sold to people with too much money and questionable taste in, in, you know, uh, audio profiles or hearing or tuning on headphones. Um, which is me being obnoxious, but it's fundamentally true. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you, when you hear like a $1,200 earbud, you're like the $300 one sounded better in there. $300. And you know, those $100 headphones sound as really, you know, pretty much as good as those. I digress, but um, two that really stand out. My, my favorite for a couple of years now is from a company called One More. They're, they were kind of founded by, uh, uh, funded by Xiaomi and had a couple of Foxconn execs. And they've got some really interesting engineering going on. The One More triple driver in your headphones. That's what I'm holding right here. Um, they literally have multiple drivers inside each earbud. They sound fantastic. Uh, they're a little, uh, if you like a little, uh, little extra on the high end, make your symbols really sparkle. These do a good job without, you know, exhausting or, or, or uh, fatiguing your ear in a long time. And like a hundred bucks is where you really start to get stuff um, that if you shop carefully sounds a lot better than most of, of what else is out there. And I mean, it's amazing when you hear a good set of earbuds, you start to realize how bad the earbuds that came with your phone actually are and recently i've been playing around with uh, the earbuds from a company called periodic audio and they do they're like the honey badger of audio engineering um they're like we're gonna do stuff we're gonna put all the money in the driver and we're gonna save as much money as we can so they you know they they use injection molded cases and they use the same or the same sort of 
thing for every single thing. They're, they have a $100, $200, and a $300 one. And the $300 one sounds as good as some products I've heard for upwards of $1,000 from other companies. It is incredibly, there's a huge soundstage, incredible detail. And they have thud. They have a tremendous, not too much bass, but all of the bass is there. But they do a $100 one called the Magnesium. And it's not quite as spacious and detailed as the $300 headphone, but it is fantastically good for the money. And it's a little more bass than the one more triple driver and a little bit uh, less sizzle or a little bit less on the top end. Like, you know, lots of like details there. The symbols are all there. The high end's all there, uh, but maybe not as intense or sibilant. Uh, and it's amazing to me how good these sound for a hundred dollars. And I get like a hundred dollars is a lot of money to a lot of people. Um, but it's a really fantastic way to really hear everything out of the tracks you're listening to. And uh, I often get requests for cheap earbuds, and uh, I automatically send people over to the wire cutter. Uh, Lauren Dragon is a fantastic reviewer. She does really, really good work on audio stuff. Uh, and she's, uh, I mean, it's really crazy. She's um, tested, like, I want to say 108 different sub $50 earbuds. Um, you know, and she's been near, I think she's like investigated, you know, a couple hundred. This is someone who's literally heard and tested hundreds of headphones. Um, she's found one called the AKG Y20U and you can pick that up. Uh, they've got links in the wire cutter, of course, um, that sells for, I want to say 30 bucks and actually, you know, you know, we'll stomp like Apple's earbuds into the floor. Like it will mock them mercilessly and and you know point at them and laugh uh, well, for because, those of us with weird ears i mean apple's mm-hmm. earbuds just don't fit in my ears they, i even if they're not falling out they're not positioned right so mm-hmm. i like all the audio is actually being lost so that's a really big part of it especially like if you're jogging or being active yeah. and, you know you need headphones that are kind of road warriors the uh it's amazing like the the one more kind of completely insane i want to say you get 11 different tips and multiple sizes inside the box that everything comes in um periodic audio does i want to say three different silicon and and two different foam ones it's definitely something that's nice when you start spending more money in earbuds they work much much harder to make sure they actually fit in your ears and i'm with you like like you know i'm sure my ears are twice the size of your ears and i can't you know, I can never get ear. They always kind of like I want to turn them upside down and backwards, um, and then they still fall out. I mean, the Apple earpods are one of the most frustrating products um, I've ever used. I think um, there's also um, goodness. I can't think of. An, I want to say conform, and is it? A, it's one where that molds to your ear or something. Yeah, well, it doesn't mold you. They actually make replacement tips that are uh-huh. kind of universal replacement tips. I apologize. I, I should have. Uh, yeah, no, no worries. Um, um, well, we've got some great recommendations in the hundred dollar and fifty dollar category here, and and I I highly recommend. I, I second Patrick's recommendation to read Lauren's work because uh, she really does a good job, and uh, her runner up recommendation, Brainwaves Delta, offers free replacement if it ever breaks, which these things do. You just yeah. email them and, and show, send them a picture of you destroying the old ones and they send you the new one. What about over-the-ear headphones, though, before we go? What about if somebody's like, you know what? I don't want buds. I don't want things sticking in my ear. You know, the, the kind of classic, oh, it, it's complyfoam.com is the people who make the universal uh, tips for earbuds. Um, the classic starter point uh, for me is a Sony MDR7506. They sell for 80 bucks. You have to spend a lot more money to get a significant sound improvement. Um, you know, I've been playing around with the Neurophone recently, which is a 
$400 Bluetooth slash Aptex HD slash uh, uh, over-ear headphone. And it's the craziest thing because they have um, what they call their immersion mode. Um, does a bunch of stuff. One, it actually tests your hearing. Um, use like autoacoustic testing of your hearing. Custom creates a balance for your left and right ear, applies that, and then allows you to choose what they call their level of immersion. They're like, you know, are you in the front row or the 20th row? But essentially, it's like a loudness knob in the car. You can turn the bass up to where you feel it. Uh, and it's kind of crazy because it has in-ears, a full-range in-ear driver, kind of like a, a stick, a stock that goes into your ear, and an over-ear headphone. And the over-ear headphone also contains a little driver that does the low-end frequency. And I wish, you know, because they, they kind of scream gimmick. And, you know, we reviewed them on Tech Thing this week. I was shocked at how good they are and how good wireless audio can be at, at its best. Well, thank you, Patrick. And, of course, uh, I, I we'll mention it again at the end of the show, but check out Tech Thing if you want more detail on this sort of stuff. Thanks to everybody who participates in our show all kinds of ways. You can email us. You can go on our subreddit, dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. Good place to just find out what other people in the audience think is important. We look at it and putting together the show, for instance, and people having discussions about the stories there as well. You can also have discussions about anything you want regarding technology at facebook.com slash groups slash daily tech news show. All right, let's check the mailbag. What's in it, Sarah? Let's do it. Russell from Newcastle upon Tyne. I I think that's how it's called. It's in the UK. <laughs> Thoughts on our busker chat, which was in yesterday's show, how street performers are adopting contactless payment options <laughs> because people are getting rid of cash, you know, more so than, than ever, and points out there may be some cultural differences going on. He says Americans are used to tipping, but it causes secret inner panic for many of us Brits. Is it tipping thing, this situation? How do you do it appropriately? You don't want to be rude. Kind of like haggling. Some people think it's acceptable. Some people get very uncomfortable about it. With contactless payments, you could read the price, either cough it up or just ignore the busker, looking carefully the other way. No studying the previous donations, no struggling for coins, no finding at Fiverr and then saying, I don't actually want to give this up, even though you're very good at what you do. He says, cash is on the decline in the UK overall. Even at my little corner shop, they do contactless. Actually, I'm in an awkward phase. I so rarely need cash. I never have any in the increasingly rare instances when I need it. Russell, I'm with you. Same here. Yeah. I, I Let me say, the whole tipping situation in the U.S. also confuses and panics many Americans as well. Uh, it was so nice to be traveling in Australia where I'm like, you round up the taxi and that's pretty much all you have to worry about. Um, and it, 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 it is... There is a there's lots of good reasons for it. I'm not going to get into that controversy, but uh, it, it it is confusing. And so having that busker situation, I didn't even think about this aspect where it's like, hey, it's two pounds. You want to support me at two pounds? Great. If not, no worries. Uh, just keep on walking and enjoy the music. Right. I I think that's a fantastic cultural insight on this. So thank you, Russell, for that. You know, there's a coffee shop, a really small little coffee shop that's near me that uh, accepts a variety of, of, you know, payments that I could make from my phone when I go in and get a $5 coffee. And it's great. But they have the default tip set at 25%. Nice. Which I know, which is like, if you're not paying attention, you're like, yeah, I just, I'm done, I'm done. And then you pay and whatever. But it's like, it's a coffee and I'm not staying and there's all this sort of stuff. So you kind of have to go in and be like, no, I actually want to tip you less. And then you feel bad about yourself. So there is some psychological stuff going on here. 
Yeah, I'm just. I, I no, I'm just surprised that people don't get upset about that. I, I would be very curious how many people do the automatic. You know, the the the. the that's that's a good healthy tip. <laughs> it's easy enough to change, right? It's a no conflict yeah. Oh, yeah. situation. They don't it's force there, it on you, right? Yeah. And nobody's going to say anything if you tap ten percent. It's a, it just right. it's you. It's putting the argument in your own head. Uh, it's, it's a, a suggested, suggested tip that happens to be kind of high for a small purchase. And having been stiffed at tables of twelve, where you got like you know eight dollars on three hundred dollars of food, I can Ooh. totally get why. You know, they enforce tipping. Um, it would also be nice if if all the baristas and wait staff and everything around the world actually made a living wage and weren't relying on tips. But there's also a certain joy when you like count out that tip jar at the end of the night, like yes, <laughs> live for the thrill of the tip jar. <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather you know. Yeah, uh, I I have noticed, and this is entirely anecdotal. I seem to feel like I get friendlier, better service. At places where, in in cultures, I should say, not places, in cultures where there is no tipping, because those people feel like they're taken care of. They don't feel like they're in a dead end job. They're not worried that you're not going to tip, that they're not going to be able to pay their bills. They just they they have a better support structure. And I know tipping is supposed to encourage better service, but it doesn't seem to always work that way. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. I'm not against tipping. In, in cultures where it exists, you should absolutely tip uh, and, and tip well if you have good service. When I went to Japan for the first time a few years ago, I, I knew that tipping was just not part of the deal beforehand because I kind of read some stuff, but I was still so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, right? It's hard to Is get this to. okay? I feel so rude right now, Lee. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. You know, hey, uh, global stuff. It's, uh, it's uh, variety is the spice of life. Uh, speaking of variety, <laughs> Patrick is doing all sorts of stuff these days. Let folks know what's up with you besides wireless headphones. Oh my goodness. Well, AVXL, uh, AVXL.com, that's the podcast I host with Robert Heron. We talk about home theater and audio and getting the best deal, no matter what your budget is, trying to give you an extraordinary experience. And uh, of course, tech thing, T-E-K-T-H-I-N-G.com is the show I host weekly with Shannon about technology. Hooray! Answer questions, review shows, talk about like, DNS settings. Yeah. You want more in-depth reviews on things and how products to stuff. Like say. Yeah. we review products not shows <laughs> <laughs> well folks we are up five patrons over last month and there's only one more day so let's see how far we can go get that number higher the more people support the show the more things we can do uh and and we like to beat that number by as much as possible every month so big thanks to everybody who supports us at whatever amount they can there's lots of cool perks there uh you you get uh early access to dtns labs for instance scott Johnson has a labs about how he has changed how he publishes his art online because of getting hacked uh, and how it really has has taught him a lot. And he shares what he learned with you. That's in the Patreon feed right now. If you're a patron at patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. If you have a favorite uh, earbud, please let us know or anything, you know. We are live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. We'll be talking over Mary Meeker's report tomorrow with Justin Robert Young. See you then. is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>
Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.